Welcome to the alchemy of music. We all remember that song during a summer romance or during a bad breakup. We all remember that album that changed your life. And we remember that concert we'll never forget. We'll dive into those nostalgic moments, hear personal stories while examining the cultural and cerebral effects music has and the magic it creates. We'll highlight upcoming tours, artists to see, and the latest in music. I'm your host, Tommy, and now, let's begin. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemy of Music. Thank you for joining me on another episode today. It's been 50 years since Pink Floyd released one of their most iconic albums. It is actually considered one of the top best-selling albums to this day. It's the dark side of the moon, so I thought why not dive into its conception, its meaning, and why it still resonates today. But before we get into that, I have so much news to go over, so let's get right into it. Glastonbury and Lollapalooza just announced their lineups, and the lineups are stacked. First of all, I didn't realize how long Glastonbury is. It starts on Wednesday, June 21st and lasts till the 25th. And so many cool people on this lineup. We have the Arctic Monkeys, Guns N' Roses, Elton John, Lizzo, Lana Del Rey, Lil Nas X, uh, Yusuf, formerly known as Cat Stevens. We've got Blondie, Becky Hill, Christine and the Queens, Churches, Fatboy Slim, Hot Chip, Phoenix, Main Skin, Maggie Rogers, we have the War on Drugs, War Paint, and so many more. I'm also super excited about Lollapalooza's lineup now. I've never been to this festival. I so want to go. My sister actually was texting me today, but it starts on Thursday, August 3rd to Sunday, August 6th. And we have Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Odeja, Lana Del Rey, The 1975, Fred Again, Diplo, 30 Seconds to Mars, Maggie Rogers, Louis the Child, Pusha T, Sophie Tucker, Portugal the Man, Alan Walker, Young Gravy, Dom Dalla, Afrojack, Gorgon City, so many more people on this lineup. This lineup is huge, um, but very excited about that one. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees were announced, and we have Warren Zevon, Rage Against the Machine, The White Stripes, Cheryl Crow, Joy Division, and obviously their newer band under the name of New Order, The Spinners, Willie Nelson, George Michael, Kate Bush, Cindy Lauper, Iron Maiden, A tri- Tribe Called Quest, Missy Elliott, and Soundgarden. I recently voted for who I think should win. Now, there's so many people in this list that I think deserve it. Of course, I love, everyone knows I love A Tribe Called Quest. I also love Missy Elliott, but I chose the people that I believe should be inducted and have been in the business for a really long time. So I voted for Cheryl Crow, Joy Division, New Order, George Michael, Cindy Lauper, and Soundgarden. 
Courtney Love wrote a piece for The Guardian in regards to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she kind of dove deep. Out of all of the inductees, only 61 are women, and on the entire board of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, only nine are women, and she's asking for more women to be on that nomination list, and I definitely agree with her, I think, but I also think there's a lot of artists that have not even been chosen who are absolutely rock and roll, and we are diving into different genres here. So there's just so many things to take into consideration when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With that said, Courtney Love, I did just message you on Instagram. I did send you my podcast link if you are listening. I am a huge fan of yours. Doll Parts is one of my favorite songs that I think was ever written. So please, if you want to come on this podcast and tell me a little bit more about your concerns with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I would love to discuss that with you and my listeners would too. So please, 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 Hole is literally my 90s everything. Also, so much music has been released these past few weeks. We have Skrillex's new album, Quest for Fire. I mean, that album is fire in itself. It's so good to have Skrillex back, and he's clearly evolved from his dubstep early uh, 2010 days. And we also have K5's release of their debut album, and Miley Cyrus released her album, Endless Summer Vacation. There's so much more new music upon us. I'm also excited to watch some of these live streams. I love to check out some of the earlier sets with some of the newer artists. There's always so many amazing musicians on the lineup that you never really get to hear until you get to you know, watch an actual festival and listen to all their music, watch them perform. So super, super excited about that. Also, Calvin Harris and Ellie Golding's new song, Miracle, is everything. I don't know about you guys, but it had me back to like Y2K rave music. It sounds completely different than Calvin Harris's music that he makes and just like having Ellie Golding's voice in this song. I it was the beat Everything about it is just so amazing and I've actually heard some other songs. I'm going to definitely get into more tracks that have been released and other artists and albums that I've been listening to, but definitely hearing a change of sound. Anyone else out there? So Ultra is this weekend. They release their set times, all the artists that are playing on each day. The lineup is phenomenal. Can't wait to live stream. Everyone who is going to Miami, have a blast. Stay safe. Bring your sunblock. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Wear your glitter and dance your hearts out. It's going to be a blast. Super excited for all of you and can't wait to talk about those sets next week. All right, guys, that's it for music, news, and updates. I hope you enjoy this episode. 
When you think of The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, you naturally think of psychedelics, you think of The Wizard of Oz, and how many college kids out there had the Prism album artwork on their walls in their dorms. Now, as I said on previous episodes, that album is one of my favorite albums, and my dad used to play it to me as a kid, and I always just thought he was being a crazy dad that loved rock and roll music, but now listening as an adult, knowing about this album, I didn't realize and understand this masterpiece and how it had such an impact on listeners and its overall cultural significance. At my yoga studio, they host a specialty class on the full moon dedicated to this entire album. She teaches this class so beautifully. She choreographs every movement, every pose to align with every track from beginning to end and it is one of the best experiences I've ever had. Of course when I attend this class I can't help but feel so much emotion and nostalgia just because this album means so much to me but in itself yoga is the practice of releasing detoxing, purging out of the spiritual, the physical, and mental body of all our stresses, all of the things that are sort of weighing us down, and just releasing them, coming into union not just with others, but with self. The dark side of the moon may be an auditive, spectacular experience that psychedelics enhance. And we now know that Roger Waters debunked the Wizard of Oz conspiracy on Joe Rogan, but this album is about the human experience. It's about what weighs us down. It's what consumes us. It is about life. And after 50 years of its release, I wanted to touch on this today. While Pink Floyd was on their extensive tour performing and promoting their last album, Metal, Roger Waters wanted to get into the studio and create another album. There were a lot of things weighing on the band members at this time. Not only were they on a rigorous, extensive tour, but their old singer-songwriter, Sid Barrett, had left the band due to severe mental health issues. Roger Waters wanted to create a concept album, an album about the things that make people mad. The band agreed and began recording in 1971. The band then began to play around with different sounds, different types of instruments like synthesizers, and even utilize music that had not been released. From the beginning, the band wanted to name the album The Dark Side of the Moon, but after another band called Medicine Head released their album Dark Side of the Moon, they decided to change it and call it Eclipse. 
After Medicine Head's album received negative reviews, Pink Floyd ultimately decided to switch the name back from Eclipse to The Dark Side of the Moon. By 1972, they would take their unreleased recordings and perform them live at the Brighton Dome, and their performance would be called Dark Side of the Moon, A Peace for Assorted Lunatics. While they performed the unreleased tracks live, they began to re-record the album separately at EMI Studios, now known as Abbey Road Studios. The tour gave Pink Floyd the opportunity to make the revisions they wanted to make. It gave them the ability to review how they wanted this album to sound and to edit and alter as they went. By the time the tour was complete and the album was released, the unreleased tracks that had been originally performed were completely evolved. To this day, The Dark Side of the Moon is considered one of the top best-selling albums of all time and even holds the the record in the Guinness Book of World Records for being on the charts longer than any other album. The album consists of 10 tracks, each with its own individual meaning. The first track that you hear on the album is Speak to Me. It's more like an intro. It starts with a heartbeat. You hear some talking, cash registers, some yelling, and a maniacal laughing. Interesting fact to know, the laughter that is heard on this album is provided by actress Naomi Watts' father. He was actually the tour manager for Pink Floyd. The second track on this album is Breathe in the Air, and this song in itself is about living life. The third track off The Dark Side of the Moon is On the Run, and this song in particular is about their lifestyle, their touring lifestyle. Now they're flying from city to city, and their singer and keyboardist Richard Wright was absolutely terrified of constantly flying, and he feared death in that way, and that is a very common fear for those who are traveling and on planes, so that is something that can definitely consume you for sure. Number four is time. Now, if you've ever listened to time, it starts off with a bunch of clocks chiming, but this song is about, you know, those days that feel like they're going by so incredibly slow, but then when you look at your life and it seems like it's slipping right through your fingertips, that's pretty much what this song's about. Number five is The Great Gig in the Sky. Now, there's not many lyrics to this song, but out of the few lyrics that are in this song, you know exactly what it's talking about. It's talking about death. Number six is money. Like time, money starts off with this super cool intro where you hear coins and cash registers, but the overall meaning is about the nuances of money, how on one end of the spectrum it can provide stability and security, but on another end of the spectrum, it can create consumerism, it can create greed, and it can so often divide us. 
One of my favorite songs off this album is number seven, It's Us and Them. Now the meaning behind it, of course, is a little bit more somber. It's something we don't want to think about. It's something that we don't want to have, but I think it is one of the most beautifully auditive songs that I've ever heard. I think it's absolutely brilliant, but this song's ultimately about war. Number eight is Any Color You Like. Now, this song has no lyrics, but Roger Waters did break down the meaning of this song and the name in particular. In an essay, Which One's Pink, Waters sat down with author and musicologist Phil Rose and described an experience he had that inspired the name for this song. In Cambridge, where I lived, people would come from London in a van, a truck, open the back and stand on the tailboard of the truck and the truck's full of stuff and that they're trying to sell and they have a very quick and slick patter and they're selling things like crockery china sets of knives and forks all kinds of different things and they sell it very cheap with a patter they say what it is and they say it's 10 plates lady and it's this and it's that and the other and eight cups and saucers and for the law i'm asking not 10 pounds not five pounds, not three pounds, 50 bob to you. And they get rid of all this stuff. If they had sets of china, they were all the same color. They would say, you can have them. 10 bob to you, love. Any color you're like, they're all blue. And that was just part of the pattern. So metaphorically, any color you like is interesting in the sense because it denotes offering a choice where there is none. One of my other favorite songs off this album is number nine's Brain Damage. Now again, this album's about the things that make people mad and this song in itself is inspired by their old singer-songwriter Sid Barrett's mental health issues, his decline, and what they witnessed. The final track off The Dark Side of the Moon is number 10's Eclipse. This song is just a summary of the entire album and also the summary of life. The lyrics basically sum up the human experience as a whole, as if we were on our deathbed, reviewing our entire lifetime and all the emotions, experiences, and memories that have created it. As the song begins to fade and close out the entire album, you just hear a heartbeat and then you hear a man's voice say, there is no dark side of the moon really, as a matter of fact, it's all dark. The Dark Side of the Moon is a cultural phenomenon that has shaped history and altered the trajectory of experimental rock music. It is an explosive, melodic, and entrancing experience that invokes deep thought and wonder. It is a metaphor of life dealing with the light and dark subjects that make up our very existence. Now, after 50 years, it is still one of the most iconic albums of all time. Its meaning still resonates, and if anything, it has had a positive impact on its listeners. 
That is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this 50th anniversary of Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. And again, if you love this episode, please don't forget to rate it, review it, share it. It helps all these episodes get out there and it helps these stories be heard. Thank you again to all my listeners joining me on another episode. I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,